0: Free. He set me free. He wrote the bonds of prison for me. And so we have my Jesus to see. glory to God. He set me free. He set me free. He set me free. He wrote the bonds of prison for me. And so we have my Jesus to see. Boys to God. He set me free. He set me free. He set me free. He wrote the bonds. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! come on, come on, come on, come on, hallelujah oh, Hallelujah! Yeah. Yeah. hallelujah.
1: I worship you, O oh, living God. I bless you, O oh, King of oh, kings. Oh God, oh God, I praise your holy name. Thank you, dear Lord. We give you praise and glory and honor. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, wondrous, holy God. Thank
0: you, mighty
1: God. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. Book of Revelation tonight for just a few minutes here. Oh, it's so good to be in God's house and to feel what we feel, experience what we experience. Thank you, dear Jesus. You are the King of kings, Lord. You are the God of gods. Verse chapter 5, that is, chapter 5 of the book of Revelation. I'll begin with verse 1, chapter 5, verse 1 of the book of Revelation. And I saw in the right hand of him that sat on the throne a book written within and on the backside, sealed with seven seals. And I saw a strong angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the book and to loose the seals thereof. And no man in heaven nor in earth neither under the earth was able to open the book, neither to look thereon. And I wept much, because no man was found worthy to open and to read the book, neither to look thereon. Verse 5, And one of the elders saith unto me, Weep not, behold the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David. Hath prevailed to open the book and to loose the seven seals thereof. Everybody said, Praise the Lord. All right. I uh, would like to just work for a little bit here tonight on prevailed. You may be seated. The Lord bless you. Thank you, Jesus. What a beautiful day of church services, both here and here. Fort Myers and Lake Placid, and uh, Lake Placid has come bearing gifts tonight. You'll see bread and goodies out there in the lobby after service tonight, and that's much appreciated. I want to say that Jesus made it crystal clear when he introduced his church, the concept of it, and what was about to be built and established in the earth. And when he asked his disciples, whom do men say that I am? Looking for the pole there. And they began to give different answers, varied answers. And then he said, and whom do you? Narrowed it down. Whom do you say that I am? And this is when the beautiful revelation came forth Spoke through the Apostle Peter, and uh, he said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. You're not just Jeremiah, though he was a wonderful prophet. The weeping prophet, I believe he's called. Neither are you uh, one of the old. Boy, that was nasty to say, that wasn't it. One of the old prophets risen up, or any of the other names that were called. You're not any of those. You're a cut above. You're exceedingly special. You are the Christ. You are Jesus the Christ. You're the long-awaited-for one that Moses told us of, and others echoed it down through the corridors of history. And these people were, as it was written in the book of Acts, instantly serving God day and night for the coming of the Messiah. And yet, and yet, they were so natural, and they were so dull, and they were so, uh, what the Bible talked about, not just darkness, but gross darkness. In other words, a callousing, hardening darkness that had encased their hearts to where they weren't believing the very things that they were reading and hearing. They weren't believing it. They weren't seeing. It wasn't coming into focus what exactly was before them. And they would argue. They would argue. Here's a man he's at a pool and he's, he's uh, blind. Nobody's, everybody knows him. Everybody knows he's never been able to see. And yet, Now he can see. So they begin to question him. Said a man stepped up, asked me if I wanted to see. Oh, yes. And he gave me my sight. Other people gave him a quarter. I'll use American denomination. Gave him a quarter. You know, a nickel, a, a dime, maybe a dollar once in a while. Maybe even they became good tippers and gave him 10%. I don't know, whatever the bill was. Nowadays, you want to give closer to $20, do not you? Don't you? Okay. Okay. We'll talk about that another time. But anyway, um, this fella had gotten, like others depicted in the Bible, they'd been at the steps of the church house or at the pool of Bethesda or they'd been somewhere, and they were, Gathering in the alms, the offerings. Lots of times people would have mercy and give. They weren't even playing a violin or a harmonica. They were just alms, alms, and so people would give. And yet on this day, Jesus said, Would you like to see? Instead of pulling out a dollar out of his pocket, he pronounced him, healed. And in so doing, this man's vision was given to him. And here we got people that are saying that they want the Messiah, they want the answer. They're living under the thumb of the Romans. and They're figuring, boy, if Messiah get here, he'll take care of that bunch. Natural thinking. That's the problem. They were so filled with natural thinking. Even to the point that they were, you know, they'd talk about Solomon. Jesus stood amongst them and said, there's a greater one than Solomon here. Now, you know Jesus wasn't bragging. He wasn't doing that. He was trying to awaken them to see the time in which you're living. See what opportunity you have right here, right now. And you're blowing it. You're missing it. It's slipping through your fingers. It's Going right overhead like an airplane 40,000 miles up in the air. You're missing it. Maybe you catch a little sound when that plane goes by, but you're just missing it. And uh, so they continually were getting harder and harder and harder to the point that they quizzed this guy. And they quizzed him without mercy. And they, he kept telling them over and over, telling you the man came into my life and he gave me my sight. They didn't like it because it wasn't working with their plan. How many people have some kind of crazy plan? They got some kind of thing going on in their head. And uh, finally they grabbed his parents. They say, is this your son? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how'd he get his sight? The fear rose up in their hearts. They knew who these people were that were questioning them. They were people from the church, the synagogue, the denominations of the day. And they they were fearful, these parents. They said they're gonna they're gonna kick us out. They're not going to let us be among them and go to the church, the synagogue anymore. And so they, they really copped out. I mean, their shirt, you know, you see people and they got stuff on their shirts. Well, their shirt said, detour, detour. They just, whoop, went another way with it. And they said, you'll have to ask him. He's of age. He's of age. You ask him. They just ducked out completely. They weren't going to stand up square their shoulders. They weren't going to identify with Jesus who had done this marvelous work. They had to protect their backyard, so to speak. They had to protect their livelihood. They had to protect the things that were so important to them. And they didn't want to identify with Jesus. They didn't want to say anything. So they just put it back on the boy. And so they came back and asked him again. He said, I've already told you. My story's not changing. My testimony is not changing. I've told you the truth. I'm not adding to it. I'm not taking from it. And so then, as one fellow said that was searching for truth, he said, uh, well, isn't it written in our law that that we're not going to, you know, condemn somebody until we hear what they have to say? And, and give them a chance here and they said, you go and search the scripture. Is anybody any messiah coming out of and they named a city? Nazareth. Nazareth? Nah that's where it was born. Can any good thing come out of Nazareth? know yeah. but they had it wrong, didn't they? How often people have the facts wrong? how often they don't have the complete set of facts or have them in front of them and they shut their eyes to it. They shut their ears to it. You know that happened to a, a brother of ours by the name of, of Stephen. And there he was. Gave them what a, what a powerful history lesson he gave them. And it, unfortunately the history lesson was showing them their faults and their failures and those of their forefathers before them. So you got to watch what you preach. <laughs> you got to watch what you say, and uh, there are consequences, and so they took up stones to stone, Stephen, because they didn't like what he was saying, though he was giving them accurate history in an effort to awaken them, to get them to sit up straight and pay attention. It's happening. It's here. So they stoned him. They stoned him. That's the reaction very often, knee-jerk reactions that people have to things. They even ran upon him, the Scripture said, shutting their ears. I actually had somebody do that to me, literally covered their ears, a grown man. No, 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 I don't want to hear it, I don't want to hear it, I don't want to hear it. Just like that, sitting four or five feet from me. Sometimes, well, shall we say for the convicted mind, truth is harsh to them when how much it's meant to be embraced it's meant to be embraced wrap your arms around the truth love the truth yes sir the truth will make you free it'll make you free from falsehood it will make you free from deception it will make you free from the bonds of sin and darkness and the claws of the red dragon will do that. Well, they were always find in some way to come against what was right. And they Peter said, Thou art the Christ. He spoke right up. He spoke right up, spoke right out. And Jesus said, Blessed art thou, Simon Bar-Jonah. Blessed art thou, Peter. He said, Because... What you just said wasn't natural. What you just gave forth was not a human spirit utterance. What has come forth from you is of the spirit. And had a man say, see, that proves. That proves the father is one and, and the son is another. And all that all the God did for Tom and us was prove that he had no revelation. He, just had, he didn't have spirit and flesh. He had, a, he had a picture in his mind that when you say Father, that he's an old man. Because that's natural. But that's not spiritual. That's not your Bible. Your Bible said in John 4 and 24 that God, who is our Father, is a spirit. And that he said no man can see him at any time until he chose to show himself in the flesh by speaking the word over a woman by the name of Mary, a young girl, and that she, after the due course of nature and the time of life, brought forth that child, that babe, that, that babe that was produced by the Holy Spirit of God. Just like the sun, the moon, the stars, and everybody else was produced by the spoken will and word of God and how the earth hangs On the Word of God, upon nothing. And so it was that the Holy Spirit spoke through the Apostle Peter Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Son referring to flesh, the babe, the flesh. But you got to wake up and get the revelation of what's in that flesh. And in that flesh dwell the fullness of the very God bodily. To wit that God was in Christ. Spirit was in flesh reconciling. Bringing back the world that was lost unto himself. Amen. (laughs) Amen. How did he do that? He put that flesh on the cross. He put that son on the cross. He told them, you destroy this flesh, you destroy this body. Three days, I'll raise it up. And they pronounced him mad and crazy and cast him out. And then they went around among everybody talking until they got him all stirred up and they said, crucify him, crucify him. We'll take anything over him. Give us Barabbas. Give us the murderer. Give us the insurrectionist. Give us him. How many people are taking other things? They're picking denominations. You know the devil lets you go anywhere except the truth. He doesn't care what you become. Do You hear me? He doesn't care what religion that you take in. No matter how zealous you become about it, the devil doesn't care because he knows it's deception, because he knows it's, it's something he produced through people. But he doesn't want you to have what the Bible calls this gospel. He doesn't want this gospel. He fights that. That's why John was shown that revelation, that that wonder in heaven, that great red dragon that stood before the woman, ready to devour her man-child. Oh, the plan was being revealed, and Jesus spoke that day. When Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God, Flesh and blood didn't reveal that to you. You didn't get that. Now, you don't get that. Even at Harvard, you can't get that. Do you hear me? And the Saborn. you can't get it there. you hear me? Oh, no, my friend. This comes from heaven. This comes from heaven. My brother, he said, made it clear. He said, I'm going to give you something. And what I give to you," said so the gates of hell, "shall not prevail against it." So you go ahead and crucify me. Matter of fact, I'll lay down my life for you. I'll make it easy for you. I'm not running. I'm not hiding. I could. I could right now. You talk about faith in your prayer. He said, "I could pray right now." I could have like 10 legions of angels here right now, armed, locked, and loaded, ready to go. (laughs) I could put something in a friend that you ain't seen. I said, but, you know, that'd be taking a detour. That'd be taking a cop out. That'd be me letting my flesh have the way, its way. He said, and I. I'm, I've come to lay my flesh down. I've come to to take this. I'm going to the cross. I got on the side here. They want me to come over here, but I'm I'm my face is steadfast. I'm going to the goal. And uh, you know, I was told by a lawyer one time. He said, he said you you've got to stay right on it. Think of it as a stop sign, and we got to get to it. And he said and there's going to be lots of things on either side. He said, we can't follow them. We can't be distracted by them. We've got to keep going straight. And and that's just exactly how it is as we live for God and as we do the work of God. We've got to keep the goal in mind. We've got to press toward the mark for the prize. Amen. prize is heaven. prize is to be with Jesus for all eternity. No more sickness, no more sorrow, no more devil. What a prize. What a recompensive reward. Amen. That's why Peter could tell one man, My money perish with you. You keep your money. Right, right. I'm not selling out. I'm not going to sell this glorious truth, yeah. this power of God. Right. Amen. I'm not going to deny him. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Not going to do that. Yes, sir. And so Jesus made it clear you've got an enemy, you've got many enemies. But well, that's to be expected. Well, I, I want everything to be smooth. I, I want everything to be easy. I just want to have ice cream and candy all the time. Sound like all of you on the front row right there. I told Jerry the not she was a candy girl. She was carrying these big boxes of candy all over the place. And uh, so, but that's kind of aptly described. We want, we want everybody to like us. Speak well of us. Bible tells you, beware when all men speak well of you. You must not be doing much and nothing. You must be accommodating everybody. You know, if they, I, you ever see people come on a job and maybe they work for, I don't know, they get out of these trucks, plumbing, air conditioning, electrician, whatever, and, 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 you know, the lead guy, the alpha male, you know, he's got a mustache. Well, here comes the little helper, the beta guy, and he's got a mustache. You know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Or if it's a beard, then they all got beards. We had a man come here one time, and he had a beard, and he said he saw nobody else that once. so he went home and shaved. Nothing like giving a right example, huh? Yeah. yeah. So uh, I don't want to accommodate the world. I, I, I'm glad that you want to get in their, in their face and get in their face with the right example. Let them know how you are and who you are and why you are, how you are, and the way you are. Let them know that. Amen. I remember sitting in a doctor's office with my wife, not too well. It's probably been six, seven months ago, I guess. Time flies by, and I have trouble keeping track of it. I don't know what I ate for breakfast this morning, if I even had breakfast. But what I'm saying, you know, I got too many other things. I came home the other day. I was thoroughly whipped out. And she was like, what? And I said, it's all swirling in my head. You got these different cases and these different things, you know, and you're just juggling them. I feel like I'm juggling. When do I get a little rest here from juggling, or everything's gonna fall? So anyway, I remember that doctor saying, uh, "Do you do you drink?" And we said no. And he said, "Well, I'm not talking about social drinking." I said, "Hey, we don't drink." Okay. I thought maybe I needed to get that across. Rather strongly. One time, let's not tell when, but one time I had to take a driving course. Now I'm the world's greatest driver. Why I have to take a course, I don't know. But anyway, I I had a, and I couldn't get Sister Hopper to do it online for me. They wouldn't. They said I had to go to class. So I went to class. Oop! I just gave it a secret away, didn't I? Okay. <laughs> well, you know, you got to have a little. Sideline business there once in a while. <laughs> Got to fund the shoe fund. Got three girls in that family. So, um, anyway, uh, they said I had to go to class. So I traipsed off to class. And uh only problem is I was there for, you know, the, the, the business of the Lord requires haste. So I'd been a little too hasty. So that's why I was there. But the majority of those people that were there, they were there because they. They DUIs. And so they ask you these questions. How many drinks and beers does it take to be legally drunk? And I'm going, you didn't put it on the board. I got no clue. You didn't put it up there in the PowerPoint. I, 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 I honestly don't know. And they kept asking in, in the questions, in the quiz, drink, drink one thing about alcohol after another. And I'm going, man, the judge sent me the wrong class. I'm in the wrong place. This does not appertain to me. <laughs> you ever read that in the Bible? This appertaineth not unto you? Well, this didn't appertain unto me at all. <laughs> and, uh, oh, brother, let him know, friend. I had a call just a uh, couple of days ago, last week, middle of last week, and they said, um, no, wait, this is Sunday. So three or four days ago, let's say it that way, middle of Wednesday, something like that. And, and the lady said, um, is this Uh, Senior Pastor Feld. Well, you know, usually I'm a little cautious, and I say, who's calling? And uh, so she said, well, I'm so-and-so with the Palm Beach County Board. Well, right away, that sends flags up, doesn't it? So I said, "Um, well, state your business. She said, well, we just want to know if you have any um, uh, smoking at your Belgrade Christian Academy. I said, smoking? I said, we're church. And I thought to myself, you dummy, you, all over the world, there's churches and they, they have puffers all over the place, smokestacks all over the place, you know, they're putting out more smoke than the mill down here during the season. <laughs> but I just, I was just incredulous. I go, okay. I said, no, no, we, we don't. Well, would you like some banners? We're, we got a, a program going on. And I said, no, we We don't need any banners. We we don't smoke, and I said we don't drink. No drugs. And I wasn't being smug. I was being truthful and honest. And I was I just couldn't believe she was asking me this about our academy. You know. What you been doing downstairs, girl? I actually did know of a place that said they had an academy and they had a smoking circle. Uh Well, you know, that might have been because they had a lot of, brought in a lot of people from the outside. And that's why we, God taught me the lesson a long time ago that uh, we're going to work from the inside. that's why we have all these beautiful children here who don't smoke or drink or do drugs. And, uh, And they don't get involved with the boys until they get at least somewhere around 18. And then I'll send them to Brother Donnie and let him handle it. Look at me, (laughs) Jeria. I time draweth nigh, girl. (laughs) I love it. I've got a few baseball bats at the house. I'm going to loan them. Oh, yeah. Don't you just love it? Well, thank God that we care about you. Well, anyway, that's how I answered her. I would just, you know, and she just got real quiet, and it was kind of like one of those, okay, then, hung up, <laughs> and that conversation was over with, and I didn't need her, and she needed what we got, and uh, the rest of them need what we have, because it's not us. It's the grace of God. I want to make that clear, but I want to tell you something. It was people that did smoke and did drink and did do drugs and did fight and did quarrel and brawl and. And all kinds of things that were, were obedient to his word. And there was lewd women and lewd men, but they made their way, breaking away from everything, and got to an upper room in obedience to his word. And there came a sound from heaven, friend. A sound prevailing wind came blowing in that place. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they all began to speak with other tongues or languages. As the Spirit of God gave them the utterance. Amen. You can remain standing. Amen. And that's why the Spirit showed John, showed John himself weeping. And said, a commandment came forth. I read it with a about three exclamation points after. Weep not. Just shut up. <laughs> Stop. Turn the faucet off. Call G U A. Turn the water up. Weep weep not. Because the Lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, hath prevailed. I'm telling you, we've got what it takes to prevail because of what God's salvation gives to us. Amen and amen and amen. I remember the Lord said over one situation in my mind, and he said, you have cried, you have wept before me. And God was saying, and I'm answering, and I've taken care of it. And, brother, he did. I love when he does it. I love when he does it. Amen. I love when he just takes a Kleenex and wipes away your tears and just tells you don't cry no more. Don't cry anymore. It's all good. I got it taken care of. Amen and amen. 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 Have faith in your prayers. Have faith in your God. Have faith in His Word. And those that need salvation, remember that salvation belongeth unto God. You can't get this at Walmart. And if you go on there tonight, you won't find it on any shelf. Okay? When you go to get your, your three cheese penne tonight in the lobby, With your chip and drink for $5. Where can you get that anywhere in town? You can't. And it won't taste near as good as it does here. And your candy from Nigeria. Uh, But let me tell you. You won't. The only reason you'll find any salvation around any of That's because it's coming right from this church. Holy Ghost people. Okay. Amen. Because we've got. We've got the recipe. Read Acts 238. Then Peter said unto them, the top chef of the hour, <laughs> and the Lord spoke through him and said, You tell them, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive what? Amen. Thank you. The gift of the Holy Ghost. Give him a big hand. Come on. Amen. 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 Let's sing and worship the Lord. Let's gather in, shall we? Wonderful God, wonderful God. You have what it takes to prevail over the devil and hell. Sure you do. Because you're in the right place.
0: My God. Yeah. Can do anything. Yes, he can. My God. Oh, yeah.